0: We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which this podcast is recorded and produced, the Wawandari people of the Kulin Nations, whose sovereignty was never ceded, and this area's original name was Nam. We pay respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Damn! We're in a tight spot.
1: Welcome to Music Town. My service is here.
0: Great Scott! It will never be enough! I only want to hear ya ding dong
1: Ah, as if!
0: Dignity. Always dignity. You're listening to You Watched What? I'm Amy. And I'm Kate. And we're sisters that like to watch movies. It is true. This week we watched Knives Out. How are you, Kate? I'm good.
1: I'm pretty good. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm okay here. We're in lockdown number five in Melbourne. We're on day two. So this is our first go of doing things remotely, guys. So fingers crossed it all goes to plan. (laughs) And you you actually get to hear this in a couple of weeks.
1: I'm really hoping so.
0: Ah, oh, it's been a big few weeks, hasn't it? It
1: really has. There's been, it, there's been a lot going on.
0: We haven't had internet since our blackout. Mm-hmm. So I remember, we were talking about the blackout in the last episode, yeah? Episode, which oh, it's been about four weeks, really, yeah. that we've we've been on. We, I shouldn't say we haven't had any internet. We did have um, backup data supplied to us that. We didn't know was being supplied to us because our telco never informed us that we didn't have internet. We kind of found out a couple of weeks later when the data that they gave us ran out. Mm-hmm. And then then I was a bit like, why 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 are we finding out this way?
1: Yeah, why aren't
0: why, we why are we, yeah why aren't we finding out when it happens and you then trying to fix the problem? Why are we waiting for us to find out to contact you to fix the problem? Mm-hmm. So it was a very long drawn out process, but we have internet again. So that's good. We can watch um, things that aren't just free to air TV.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So the other big update for me is on my tooth. I know everyone's dying to hear about my my dental worries, but um, I was listening back to our podcast, our Spirited Away podcast just yesterday. And I've got to give myself some credit that I think I um, really managed to play down how much pain I was actually in while we were recording that.
1: Yeah, there's a part that I cut out of the end where we got to the end of recording and you were just like, thank
0: God I got through it. I'm in so much pain. Yeah. I think through the recording. held it together. Yeah, it really hit me through the recording, I think. Um, Yeah. So I ended up going back to my dentist the next morning Um, because something was obviously really wrong. And I ended up having a big infection in one of my roots. And this is all stemmed back from grinding my teeth through the last lockdown and the blackout situation. And then my options were to either get a root canal or get it removed. Now, because in our family, we've got massive teeth, and so it was a really big back molar that has a really long and curved root to it. Like it Why is that a thing? I don't know, but it is. What is what is happening in our mouths? <laughs> so, to get the root canal done, I would have to have gone to a specialist, Oof. which was going to cost me $5,000, and then I was going to have to get a crown on top of that. And um, we don't have advertisers for this podcast so like yeah, that's a lot it's a of lot money. of money it's a, it's, a lot, it's of money. a lot of money so i opted to get it removed which i did last week i've ha- it's been out mm-hmm. of my mouth for a week now um And it was what a way to phrase it. (laughs) It's been got well because it got to the point where I was just like, I just want it gone. And even when the antibiotics had worked, I still had a week in between finishing antibiotics and getting the tooth removed. So I spent that week, and it was the school holidays. And my poor kids, I was just too scared to go anywhere or do anything in case something happened to my tooth. Like I was. I was on tender hooks about my tooth and I was just so ready to get it removed. Um, and it was a big job. So we stayed really local so I could get the tooth removed. So it's been removed now and I um, pretty much stayed in bed for two days. Our mum took my kids and I just rested. Um, I still managed to get a dry socket, which only affects... Between one you. or five percent of people who get teeth removed, and I've had it happens to you every time. I know. So the kids got back to school. I've been recovering. I heard they
1: had a great time and they were eating sausage rolls over at Grandma and Papa's yeah, house. Yeah, they, they were, were fine. Happy.
0: They were fine, and they've gotten they got four days of school in before we got locked down. Um, <laughs> so I had oh, four sorry, days of kind of recovering and watching. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I think that's what it's called. Ooh, Sabrina the I Teenage Witch is. gone on. The Netflix yeah. Yeah. dark version. Yeah. So my husband um, watched it from the start when it first came out and he used to always say to me, oh, you'll really like it. You'll really what, like it. And I just never – I think I watched the first episode with him and I was like, eh, it's all right. But I'd made a conscious decision that um, I'm going to have this – tooth removed i'm going to be just laying in bed for a couple of days mm-hmm. recovering i'm gonna that's going to be what i put on um at this stage too, our internet was still really dodgy so i could only watch it for a couple of hours at a certain time through the day before our internet completely cacked itself at 4 p.m and um didn't come back till midnight every day so <laughs> it's not funny, but it's a bit funny so, but when the internet did come back, I've, I've, that's what I've been watching and it's really good. Mm. I must say though, I was kind so the first few episodes are really about her becoming a witch, you know, it's, she's just turned 16. She's becoming a witch. The classic witch age. Yeah. She's yeah. got to have a satanic baptism happen in the, in the forest. Um, she's a bit, you know, that oh, I don't like know whether I'll do it or not kind of thing. And then once that, so that goes on for a few episodes, like that's the story. And I I was kind of expecting this long storyline to continue. And then all of a sudden I felt like it was a really random episode. And I remember texting my husband going, what the hell's going on with this episode? Like, and that, but it had clicked over into, okay, we've dealt with that part now. Now we're just going to do a little bit Buffy style where it's, this is the problem for this episode, and these are the demons that we're dealing with in this episode. Uh, next episode, this is the problem that we're dealing with in this episode, with just the little undercurrent of the big storyline happening. The so, monster of the week format, yeah. Once I worked that out, I got really into it. So I'm, cool. I'm halfway through season two now, so that's, so there's a couple Ooh. more um, to get through, yeah. But it's really good. I'm enjoying awesome. it.
1: Love it. I'm going to try and use, hopefully, this short lockdown to do some TV and movie catch-up. I had a bit of a scroll through SBS online earlier today. They've dropped a whole lot of new stuff on there and I'm quite pumped. Watch a bunch of movies that are on my list to watch or on the list to watch here. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to be good. What I've watched recently, I watched the Bo Burnham Netflix special Inside.
0: Yeah, I still haven't seen it. It is on my list.
1: I am really I'm glad I enjoyed it. I've seen some of his um I've seen like one of his specials before. I'm aware of his his style. I'm really glad I watched it when I wasn't in an active lockdown.
0: Oh, okay, so don't watch it this week then. Is that what you're telling me? Will it push me over? I'm hanging on by a thread, Kate. I'm like you- I'm I'm hanging on. <laughs>
1: I would say if you're hanging on by a thread, look, you look great. You've got the ring light, mm. you know, I you do look have lovely. A ring light, I am. Courtesy of my I husband. Do not have a, I have natural light, which at some point is probably just going to go dark out there and no makeup. So. I actually have makeup on, but that's, this is going to be great.
0: That's because just before you sent me a message saying, are you good to record this afternoon? I was practicing my winged eyeliner because that's my goal this year is to perfect winged eyeliner because I finally worked out that I have hooded eyes. <gasps> Who I'm from the '90s, like I use my up until like the last couple of years, I still used my finger to pretty much apply all of my makeup. <laughs> so I saw also, a, I saw a YouTuber <laughs> like complaining about
1: that, like it's gross, and
0: I'm like, oh no. But I'm from the 90s. I didn't (laughs) – we didn't have – That's how we did it. It was all fingering and and putting glitter all over your your body. (laughs) Oh, my God.
1: So much glitter. So much glitter. No regrets about the glitter. I'm planning later – later today I was going to do my practice run
0: for if we get to do that trivia night and do my 80s makeup. Yeah. Because, guys, we're meant to be going to my kids' school's 80s trivia night and we we all had fab costumes ready to go. So fingers crossed that – happens at some point some point but yeah the, anyway your goal my goal is to get to, is to perfect my winged eyeliner and so I have uh I my eyes. it looks good yeah thanks so hooded eyes is this a thing that we should be doing yeah so because I could never do winged eyeliner and I was and I even bought those stamp things have you seen those yep. things? And I've bought. I have, and I've thought about. I them. bought them in a couple not of sizes because oh, I tried a couple of years ago, and it, I was just like, "Why are these not? What am I doing? Like, I'm. Mm. What's going on? They're not working for me." And then so I bought a longer, thinner one when they came out in different sizes just recently, yep. and it still wasn't working, and I was like. What's going on? And then thank God for TikTok to help us millennials. Although I, I still feel that I'm a Gen Y. Like I don't know what this now I'm a millennial bullshit really is.
1: No, you're a geriatric millennial.
0: <laughs> an elder, you're at the old
1: end of the millennial. I know you're you're an elder, elder millennial. <laughs> and technically, because I was born in like the last four months, you're of an the 70s, X. I'm Gen X. So mm, yeah, yeah.
0: See, and for years well, we were told like that signs. I was like Gen Y. Yeah.
1: So, no, I, don't I feel know. it's like star signs. It is. I'm my daughter's on the cusp. And so I just make up whatever. If an article says, this is what Gen X do and I don't like it, I'm not a Gen X of that day.
0: Uh, see, and this is the thing with my daughter. When she was born,
1: she mm-hmm. was an
0: Aquarius. And then a couple of years later, she seems to now be a Pisces. So, <laughs> that's weird, isn't it? I think it's fake, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, it's back to Bo Burnham to explain a piece of behavior. Bo Burnham. Okay, so okay. I know his songs would... from TikTok. That's how I, I, oh. I, I kind of know that yeah. I know the songs, and I, I, sing along when I hear them on TikTok now because yeah. it's everywhere on TikTok. But I haven't watched it yet.
1: Yeah, and he got a start. I think he was like still a teenager. He's he's quite young. He turned thirty during the recording of this during last year. Wow, so he's, born in he's 90, really which young. He talks oh, I know no, he's a baby.
0: But you know, ni- born in nineties old on TikTok. I've seen so many TikToks later, like he does. Oh, talk I was about that. born in ninety one. I'm so like, oh, I'm so old. I was like, oh my god, I'm ten years older than that. I shouldn't be on this app. Am I too old Yet. for this app? <laughs> I mean, yes, but
1: hey, so but what? I'm too young to get <laughs>
0: vaccinated, so I'm in that. I'm in that age group where I'm like, oh. What's Damn
1: it not being 40. <laughs> you're in you're in the sour tart spot because yeah, too old for TikTok, too young for vaccines, yeah, ripped off. I know. Ripped off.
0: <laughs> couple um, of months. Yeah. Give
1: me a couple of months and I'll be there, guys. Bo Burnham, Inside. It's about he stepped away from doing stand up because of anxiety a few years ago, and then he yeah. decided to make this special because he was gonna be staying at home no one none of us normals people who aren't scientists or epidemiologists or whatever we didn't know what a pandemic was really going to be like and no. i mean no one knew how this was all going to play out so you do kind of watch him cope less and less well it's as it goes on impressively That's interesting yeah, it's impressively put together sort of the production and direction choices in what he's choosing to show us as, you know, the space he's living and working in gets more and more cluttered with sound equipment and he really starts to cope less and less well. Mm
0: -hmm. Winter in – we could do our own Bo Burnham special just about being in Victoria in winter in our fifth lockdown.
1: We can't sing.
0: I'll give it it a crack. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Recently, after being told by our mother for many years that I had a terrible singing voice, like last year, she was like, No, like you can sing, right? And I'm like, Maybe we can sing. So.
0: And maybe we've just been told that we can't.
1: I don't know. Everyone I've karaoke with has always said very nice things, but we were all very drunk at the time. Oh, I can't so it doesn't sing. Count. I've
0: got no. No. I can dance. I can't sing. You can dance.
1: Also had the opportunity to show a friend who hadn't seen it and who was having a bit of a rough time, we watched Paddington 2.
0: Oh, that! The, the, yeah, movie. the greatest movie of all time.
1: The best-reviewed movie of all time. Citizen Kane, who is she? No one. <laughs> not Paddington. Pa- I heard it is not so good. long ago
0: that it's been bumped or someone went in and rated it slightly so it's lost its perfect – Mate, was that you that told me that
1: recently? Yes, it was, because I was really angry. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) It was really gross. They did it on purpose to knock it off its 100% tomatoes perch. Rude.
0: That is rude. rude. It is a great movie. It's a
1: great movie. It is.
0: (laughs) I don't know if it's it's the greatest movie of all time, but.
1: (laughs) I don't think it's the, okay, I don't genuinely think it's the greatest movie of all time. Okay, you loved Paddington when you
0: were little. You were all about Paddington.
1: I did love Paddington. when No, I do love it. I think it's beautifully cast. And literally every tiny um, cameo and every small role is someone that you will recognise from British film and television. It feels like the first one was good enough and that, and everyone does love Paddington that they went, you, you want to be in a Paddington? Or everyone was like, hi, yeah, if, I, if anyone
0: wants me in Paddington, I'll do anything. I feel that happens a bit with British movies, though, like... They'll just jam-pack it with every single British person you've ever seen in a movie or on television.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: It's pretty great. Yeah, I love it. So we had a listener ask the other day, Kate. Now, you informed me of this, that someone yes. had asked if I had correctly guessed who the murderer was on um, Mayor of Easttown. Mm, a show that where you're going to have to do this very – carefully oh, I will I, I actually on my list for pandemic watching yeah and I and I lockdown. thought about how how I'm gonna say it um I didn't and I was actually really pleasantly surprised that I didn't there was so many oh it's so good even thinking back it was one that I kind of laid awake at night thinking about like Ooh. it was really good there's so many twists and turns so the last two episodes of the big reveal reveals mm-hmm. I'll say reveals. So uh, you, you're shocked. You're absolutely shocked by the first, you kind of go, Oh my God. But also not really. Cause it was kind of leading you in that direction. And so, yeah, I think you are kind of led in a direction. So the, sorry, the first reveal, you're not overly shocked by mm-hmm. then stuff starts to happen and you're shocked because it, it's flips on its head and then in the last episode it kind of jumps about six months later and then there's another twist and it's flipped on its head again um, it's really good yeah I'm
1: going to sit down and watch that
0: it's really really good I've kind of ruined it a little bit by you knowing there's so many twists now <laughs> but it's great
1: I'll live with that. That's as much as I need to know. This is as much as I need to
0: know. Yeah, it's really good. So, no, I didn't, but I was pleasantly surprised that I didn't. CSI KFC. Okay, guys, let's talk about Knives Out. I'm actually Mm -hmm. really nervous about um, going through this movie because it is so – I was sitting there watching it and thinking, oh, shit what have I done by picking this movie? Like there are so many characters and it is so, how do you even begin to explain what the fuck is going on?
1: It's so good though. It's I'm so glad that we're talking about it after I had seen it before. I saw it last year, mm-hmm. I think, and I'm so glad that we're talking about it so that I could go into this second viewing knowing who everyone is and knowing what happens and knowing... The twists and turns of this. Yeah. Let's call it a murder
0: mystery. Yeah. Because
1: otherwise it would be, I would have had to have watched it twice just to, to feel confident to talk about it. Mm.
0: So, I, the first thing I did in my notes was kind of write out a family tree because.
1: Oh, good idea. There's,
0: there's so many characters and that most of them are related. So, mm-hmm. at the top of our family tree, we've got Harlan who is a murder mystery writer himself. Yes. And he Where are they? Gee, Do I don't even know if I wrote down where they are. They're are they down south or not really? I think they're in the East Coast. I think I guessed the northeast, but I'm not sure if that's Maybe I Connecticut, said that. kind of. Maybe. Thing.
1: It gives me that kind of vibe judged based solely on other movies. I've never been to the continental US, but I, I think have, it's But that not kind, that kind of northeast. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So he's a a murder mystery writer and a very successful one that we have very successful. Yeah, one. we're led to believe the movie he's really
1: opens showing us his extremely large house and estate, and we get it. Yeah, a, and all these creepy I, I love statues. That. And all, so it starts with all of these faces watching you in this house. All of these little sculptures,
0: and it's really quite clever. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge manner, I would say. Mm-hmm. Like it. Yeah, good word. It's. Full on. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, He's played by Christopher Plummer, who unfortunately passed away in February this year. He was 90 when he filmed this. Um, So he worked. He kept working. He kept working. He worked
1: right up until just before he died. Mm -hmm. And he was, I will say it, a very attractive man the whole time. (laughs) He was hot for decades. So what else has he been in, Kate? Kate? Uh, our mum's favourite movie, The Sound of Music. Oh, of course. Yeah, he's the captain. He's the man. I only really know him
0: as being an older gentleman in my head.
1: Mm. See, this is the thing. Google young Christopher Plummer, and he was an extremely attractive man. As good as Gene Kelly, or
0: no one's as good as Gene Kelly.
1: Better. I was (gasps) I would say like as hot. As young Gene Kelly. Wow, that's a big call. Yeah, like right up there. It is. Look, it is a big call. He was super hot. Mm. And an amazing actor.
0: And What else was he in when he was younger that I would have seen, do you think?
1: I'm going to look him up on IMDb and go through. Oh, come on, don't you just know this? I was
0: expecting you to just know this. (laughs) Getting back to our family tree. So we've got Harlan, who's the head of the tree. Who's out? He was in National Treasure. Amy, was he? What was he? Yeah, in he's John Treasure? Adams
1: Gates. I'm going through his IMDb John now. John Adams Gates.
0: I don't uh, know if that, don't, that was I a big. I don't know is. if that's a big character in it because I don't remember him. He might have been an old flashback. His character.
1: filmography on IMDb, so this doesn't include staged work, is 217 credits. Wow.
0: Yes, that's full on. Amazing. Anyway. So we've got Harlan who's the dad, the the mystery writer, and he has 3 children. We've got Linda who's played by Jamie Lee Curtis. We've got Walt who is played by Michael Shannon. And then we've got a uh, Another son whose name I didn't write down because I think he's mentioned very briefly. His name later on. He's dead, and he, but he's dead. Yeah. So then they've got their spouses. So Linda's married to Richard, who is played by Don Johnson. Mm. And then we've got Walt's wife Donna, whose name I don't know, but I think she's from Ricky Lindholm. There from we go. She's Garfunkel. And yes, Oates. I love her. Yes. Um, and then we've got. The unknown son's widow, that guy, yeah, Joni, who's played by Tony Collette. Tony Collette. Side note, that's who I would cosplay as. Yes, the Tony. Sorry, yes.
1: Our our important segment. Who would you cosplay as?
0: Tony Collette. I thought about because there there wasn't that many options. Although the grandma, because because Harlan's mum is also in it, and no one knows how old she is, um, because he's like. 85 it's his 85th birthday where everything kind of takes place um and his mum's there so maybe i'd play maybe i'd just play as her she's pretty cracker it's she's in like a
1: pile of coats like she looks like a human pile of the clothing that everyone's taken off at a party and put on a chair she's wearing a
0: random hat it's pretty amazing yeah maybe maybe i change my mind maybe i'd be her I've got I have got Costuming. a thing. I've got a thing for older mm. random ladies lately. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it's your cosplay vibes, you're learning this about yourself. Mm. It's fine. Mm. So and then each of those couples have one child. So we've got Linda and Richard, so Jamie Lee Curtis and Don Johnson, have Ransom as their son, who is Captain America himself, Chris Evans. So it, the casting is just Star-studded. Amazing. Now It's a great cast. Chris Evans, now his teeth in this movie were a little bit – Were I wonder if he was – I'd never noticed his teeth before, but his teeth were really full-on in this movie. His dad's a dentist. Oh, okay. So maybe he's just got great teeth and I just I haven't assume noticed. He's always, I mean, he's got – I think
1: he's got big teeth. Maybe we're cousins. Um, he's got really large teeth. Maybe they were extra white. I don't know, but his dad's a dentist. Okay, well,
0: I go? know. The, I, I I'm so glad I know these random facts to pepper through. Then we've got Walt and Donna have a son Jacob. Now I don't know who Jacob's played by, but um, his character is a little vile um, neo-Nazi kind of yeah. gross teenager. In he's in this. played
1: by Jaden Martell, mm-hmm. who okay, there's a. An Apple series that I can't remember the name of off the top of my head, but I've seen the ad a lot because I got free Apple TV when I got my phone. And Chris Evans plays his dad in that.
0: Oh, defending. I think it's defending Jacob. Jacob. Yeah, that's right. Because I realised he has day the same that name. I,
1: I should watch that.
0: Yeah, well, it's the same boy. Oh, so they're cousins, and, in apparently this, and then their their father and son in the other show. Interesting. If
1: Chris Evans grow, grows a beard, he's old enough to be his dad. And
0: his mum is um, Michelle Dockery yeah, from, from Downton Abbey. Ah, yeah. oh, there you okay, go. Okay, I understand
1: now why you're expecting me to know all of Christopher Plummer's
0: credits. Yeah, because I'm pretty good at this. I, I do a little bit of research and then you just fire back with all the actual information. Facts. And like then we've Chris got Chris Evans' dad is a dentist. <laughs> that's right. Then we've got Joni who has a daughter Meg who is played by Catherine, I didn't look her name up either, but she's from Thirteen Reasons Why. She's Australian. Oh, Catherine Langford. Yes. Oh, she's Australian. She's from Perth. Oh, cool. Yeah, she's Australian. So so yeah, they're the Australian family. I hadn't even thought of that. There's Tony Collette and her. It's oh, the Australian so part of the um <laughs> the family tree. Tony
1: Collette is so good in this. She's giving these amazing like Gwyneth goop
0: vibes. Yes. Like budget goop. She's so good. I mean, look, she's always good. She's always good. So that's our family tree. And then there's a few other players. We've got a housekeeper, um, Fran, and we've got Harlan's got a nurse that comes in every day, Marta, who kind of gives him his medication and it's kind of become a bit of a blurred line between nurse and friend. Um, He's old, he's lonely, she comes and plays – Checkers and things with him. Reads the newspaper mm. with him. She's it's, it's become like a, a bit of company for him, really. A friend
1: and confidant.
0: Yeah. Then uh, we've got a couple more players. We've got the two. We've got two police officers who are there investigating this mystery we're about to get into, and mm-hmm. we've got Benoit Blanc, who is played by Daniel Craig. In my notes, I've got Benoit
1: Blanc written and I've got little stars around it.
0: Yeah, he's so good. And he's a PI. He's been brought in and he doesn't know by who or really why he has been brought in to investigate this mystery that's happened. So Mm they're all our players.
1: The scene is set and it feels so Agatha Christie at this point. So good. It feels... And it's cast like one of the big yeah. Agatha Christie's. It like made a, me
0: want to go and watch some Murder, She Wrote kind of stuff.
1: <laughs> it made me feel like, once again, I'm angry that Columbo isn't on any streaming services oh, in Australia. There's I not to watch much Murder, of she those wrote. ones. Like
0: I'd be even happy no. to watch some Rosemary and Time. Oh, hell yeah. But there's nothing kind of like that. They need to really no. um, lift your game streaming services and put some – Old school murder mystery TV on.
1: Get the rights to *Colombo*, please. I am begging you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love watching that. Yeah, it feels it feels very Agatha Christie. It feels very Poirot. Oh, Every time Poirot, I go and visit yes. our parents, there is Poirot on. It feels like Poirot, and it feels like those big ones. Like it's a star-studded cast, like that recent film of Murder on the Orient Express. Except this movie is a lot better than that one was. That one was
0: yeah, because it, it like, has an amazing got cast, Sergi- not an amazing movie. Oh, had the Sergio. Oh, I can't rem- remember how to say his last name, but he's a famous ballet dancer who's become dancer. A really. Um, Putin sympathizer, so mm. boo boo. But yeah, Sergio but also Popos. had Johnny Depp post yeah. post everyone. Was Johnny Depp in remem- that. I don't even remember Johnny Depp's in that. I've got a really look- shocking memory lately. I've been like even watching Knives Out. Now we watched this in the second lockdown last year, um, and then when I was, I was like, yeah, I love it. And then I'm watching it again. I'm like, oh, I don't remember this at all. <laughs> like. I didn't even remember that he was in it. (laughs) It makes no damn sense. Compels me though.
1: Okay, everybody. I think this is the point where here be spoilers. We will be talking about Mm.
0: the intricacies of the murder mystery after this point. If you haven't seen it, pause now, go and watch it and then come back to us. In Australia, it's on binge. I think you can hire it. SETI. Three, two, one. Enter Benoit Blanc. Okay, welcome back if you've gone and watched the the movie.
1: (laughs) I hope you enjoyed it. It's really good, isn't it? It's great. Jamie Lee Curtis in that pink suit. That's who I would cosplay as. Oh, true. Yeah. Her outfits are amazing. Yeah. Oh,
0: the costuming is just so, so good. So great. Okay, so we start off. So this is a very interesting kind of murder mystery in that within the first, oh, I want to say 10-15 minutes, we kind of know what's happened and who's done it, really. Mm. You find we out learn a lot about Yeah, you find out really early on what's happened. Mhm. So the movie starts, it's- as we were saying, we kind of go through um, the manor it's a bit haunted house vibes and we've got Fran our housekeeper making um, Harlan his breakfast and he's got a puts a mug on and it's it's one of those tropes in a movie where you like we were talking about in Jojo Rabbit how we really took note of her shoes mm. you really he's take, got this novelty mug yeah you take note of this mug that says my house my rules my coffee Okay, so it tells
1: us a lot about Harlan immediately. Yeah, it is. It's all his way. He's the head of the family. Mm -hmm. It's his house. He is the source
0: of all the wealth. Yeah, and he funds everyone's lifestyle. Like we we kind of discover that.
1: Yeah, in those interviews with the police, where Benoit is sitting in the background, it's totally blurry. Like he's not in focus in those first few scenes. But we start to learn about each of the characters as they present their best side to the police and talk about how much they loved Harlan and how close they were and how there were no conflict.
0: Yes. So, and that's the thing. Harlan's the one that's ended up dead. So Mm -hmm. Fran goes up to give him his breakfast and she discovers him on a couch with his throat slit. And Mm -hmm. I absolutely love Fran's reaction because it wasn't like a normal movie movie. There's a dead body scream my head off, drop everything kind of reaction. she kind of just stumbles she spills the the tea because she kind of trips up her hands with the the um, tray she's ca- carrying um, so she spills the tea and she just kind of goes, oh shit And I thought that I really loved that choice that they made that it wasn't your normal. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Yeah, she didn't scream her head
1: off or faint, but yeah, it's a great realistic moment of if you found a body, you pro- you wouldn't faint,
0: yeah, you or wouldn't scream. scream dramatically. Yeah,
1: you would you would react and you would startle and then you would be like, oh shit, I've got a my yeah, boss is dead. Yeah, and, mm. so that all happens and Then we get really dramatic, intense string music to, mm. to bring us into the oh, movie. The, and The string music it. is
0: so good, isn't it, when it comes yeah. in? And it comes in at a few yeah. kind of key parts of the movie.
1: It's quite intrusive and over the top, but there's so much about this movie that is just a, just a little bit over the top, just enough to be not super realistic, mm. but they make it work. The, f- the film feels just enough out of realism that – You go with it. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: So I think it's those moments like with Fran that that are very grounding and realistic that allow you to have a character called Benoit Blanc who Mm. has somehow shown up with the police and is trusted to be a Poirot type figure,
0: Mm. and and the police have just welcomed him in. Like,
1: yeah, he seems to have a relationship with a cop played by Lakeith Stanfield, who who is the most handsome
0: man. On the face of he's the so earth, so attractive,
1: oh. and I wish he had so. I wish he had a bit more to do in this. Yeah, he is a kind. Of, he's, he's good. He's so good,
0: but, but he is a little bit kind of just stand around and look handsome while things happen around yeah. him.
1: His his role is to be apparently competent, ask good questions of the. I mean, he does seem like a competent detective, and to. Uh, To allow Benoit in and to trust him. Well, he seems more competent
0: than the other guy that's there. (laughs) The other guy's just fanboying over that he's in the house of a famous writer that he loves.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he doesn't seem – he's not as reassuring as a cop, is he? No. And so we get get an introduction to the members of the family while Benoit is sitting in on those interviews Mm -hmm. in the big – is it like a library or – A big entertaining space. It's the kind of space that only a a giant rich person's house has. Daniel Craig is having so
0: much fun. Yeah, what an accent. He's got – he's so good. And I think Chris Evans at one point kind of like um, refers to him as Kentucky Fried Chicken and it it, it so is. He sounds like the Colonel. Mm. Like it's It's so good. (laughs) It's outrageous. It, yeah, it's this wild Southern accent. Like mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's real or not. I'm sure, like it's based on someone talks like that down there. Surely, obviously, in like I mean, Louisiana, if, because his name's French. So true. Foghorn Leghorn talks like that. So well, they, I, mean, I, I think there is a, I think there history. is a bit of a Foghorn Leghorn joke in there at some point too. Yeah, he's smoking these big cigars. Mm, he's yeah. Mm. And they're all, they're all very, it's very obvious that all the actors are playing real characters though. They're not just, they're not playing real people. I'm sure there are similarities to real people out there, like narcissists and, um, (laughs) the extremely rich, Yeah, I guess. But I can tell that they're, they're really, it's really character acting that's happening. It's also big. Yeah.
1: Which is super enjoyable. And which is what happens in this kind of a murder mystery, mm-hmm. so, so it feels correct for the for the genre. Yeah.
0: So while these interviews are going through, and that's how we're really introduced to this family tree and everyone, they're, they're having these interviews. We're also having flashbacks of the night where it, the night of his demise, um, which was the night of the big party, which the big is the birthday night of party. his eighty-fifth birthday party. And we kind of quickly clue on that Harlan was pretty much having a bit of conflict with everyone. Everybody. Had he was cutting people out of his will left, right and centre that night. So yes. it's a really good setup that you can see um, definitely that everybody has a motive. They've originally ruled his death a suicide. Mm-hmm. But the police are re-looking into things because this PI has been called in. Yes. Um, And that's why why these – and he doesn't know who's hired him or why he's there. But he feels that something – foul play must have happened for someone to call him in to look into it. And so that's why they're kind of re-looking at it. I think the police are still kind of going, "Mm, it's a suicide though, so we're not going to – look too hard on from their point of view yes. they're kind of letting him they're like giving him 48 hours or something to to have a look into it before it's com- it's it's done ruled yeah. yeah so yeah we we find out lots of things about all these characters
1: i loved in the flashbacks how as we're being told those versions of, of versions of events from other characters we see the same bits of scenes over and over from different mm. perspectives. We see the same events happening differently. And so you get that. It's something I always love in a movie. You get that acknowledgement that you're hearing this person's version of events. We're not saying that this is what happened. We see Harlan yeah. with different children and spouses on either side of him as he's mm. going to blow out the candles. We see that we're, we're getting everyone's take on it. We're not seeing a true
0: Yeah, which event. is real life really, isn't mm. it? You know, everyone's, there's there's your way, my way, and what really happened kind of yep. thing in life a lot of the That's time. That's how memory works. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's a really, really cool thing that they did. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun technique to show us
1: that. Um, and then it, it, it makes you doubt every character because you don't know who's being, who doesn't know that they're even being dishonest mm. with us. We don't know who's lying and we don't know what's true. Mm-hmm. It's great. So Good in a movie like this, we get a little bit of um Harlan and Marta, his nurse, um, at the end of the night where they're playing it's the this Chinese game Go, okay, it's a bit like Chinese looked chess. A, looked
0: a bit like Chinese checkers, yeah,
1: yeah, and she's good,
0: mm.
1: she's really good at it. They we get to see these little snippets, they have some really snappy banter where she's beating him, and he's like, This is elder abuse, mm-hmm. um, and you get to see that. They really enjoy each other's company.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a nice little friendship they've got. Mm. We also
1: see, as she was the last person that the police and Benoit brought in to do the interview, she's been waiting around all day, we learn something about her that is another part of how this movie and its characters are a little over the top and unrealistic. Her regurgitative reaction to Miss is how Benoit puts it. If she tells a lie she vomits.
0: Yeah. Oh. This is
1: not a thing that can happen in real. This is not real, but I love it.
0: It's yeah, it's a- It's such a funny device. I know it is, isn't it? And everyone in the family knows it, like yeah, something something's happened. I can they do mention what has happened, so why everybody it's common knowledge within the family that yeah. this happens. And I think it might have even been like a card game or something that's happened something um, something
1: innocent we're given the impression yeah. very early on that no matter is above reproach she's mm. a good person mm. and it's said and reiterated several times through the movie you're a good person
0: yeah and everyone at the family loves her, and i love that every everyone kind of takes her aside at some point and goes we really wanted you at the funeral i was outvoted And it's kind of, and everyone says it to you like, so really, who didn't want her there or what's actually going on here?
1: I felt like I was in the Liberal Party doing the numbers for who's (laughs) going to get voted in as the new leader. It's like, (gasps) these numbers don't add up. Some of these people are also lying to Marta about this. Yeah, But yeah, she's, that happens a few times, which is quite funny.
0: And several characters say, you know, you're part of the family. Mm. But no one really knows where she's from. No. She gets I think there's like Paraguay, Ecuador is mentioned. No one really knows where her and her family have immigrated from. Quite early in the movie, the
1: underlying theme is made clear. These people are in their little white privilege uh-huh. bubble. They're nice to her because it suits them and because it makes them feel good. Mhm. The Shadow in the room. There's a there's a scene where the family are sitting around talking about Trump without actually naming him. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear in the movie that that's who they're talking about and that's the specific time in America that mm-hmm. this is taking place. This is taking place during his administration. Uh, the Don Johnson character is extremely chill about uh, racism, race, racial profiling and emigrating what he describes as the right way. Mm-hmm. Now this is at about the same time in in the film that we no we already know I've put it in my notes we already know that Marta's mum is undocumented yeah Benoit has done his research really quickly and oh hang on I can't remember if we learned that from Benoit or not anyway no we, I think we've we already lear- learned we
0: learn it from Harlan oh. I can't Maybe remember from Benoit Harlan. does know
1: but I do remember that we learn from Harlan part of his master plan mm-hmm. is we'll because Marta's mum is, yeah, Marta's mum is mum undoc- is yeah. undocumented. So yeah we get like I appreciate that there's like there's no subtlety here. We're yeah. hit over the head with a the theme in this scene which I'm fine with. Mm-hmm. It's like don't be subtle. Yeah. Marta has everything on the line here. Yeah. Just a nerdy aside um there's a lot of red and green in the production design and a lot of those together and we get to see like ha- like this is Harlan's house this is his style mm-hmm. and his pink check shirt and his green tweed over that and his dressing gown Marta's costuming on the night of the party matches his
0: colors oh. so as a way of connecting those characters mm-hmm. costuming is so important and and like I didn't notice that at all I didn't know but notice it probably like would have really yeah like it's It is so important to do stuff like that. It makes it so much easier for your audience to make yeah. connections they don't even realize they're connecting.
1: yeah i I don't remember that at all from the first watch, but it's those little subtle things of of telling us Harlan and Marta, they're they're a bit of a unit. Mm-hmm. connect them in your mind. yep <sighs> Harlan we he's not in the movie for a very long time.
0: no he not really
1: easy. no. The, the, the snippet we get to see of him bantering with Marta and then the mix-up, we get
0: to see his crime writer mind at work. Mm-hmm. So let's go into what actually happens on that night um, mm-hmm. with the mix-up, as you, you say. So the party's kind of ended. Harlan goes upstairs with Marta, his nurse. She's going to give him some medication. Um, some pain medication that helps him sleep because I think he's had a shoulder injury recently, they mention at some stage. Yes. Um, and he kind of convinces her to play a game of chess or go. Ch- go. Is that okay? To play yeah. that game before getting his um, hit of the good his stuff. Ch- his little bit of morphine and he kind of banters in that, you know, oh, I had to wait until I was in my 80s to become a morphine addict. I should have been doing this for years. It's the good stuff kind of thing. So you get the sense of he's a fun when he wants to be because I can see that he's definitely a hard-ass businessman in some other kind of flashbacks that we get. Yes, But um, he's definitely got a really light, humorous side to him. Yeah. He's quite a like, likeable character.
1: In these scenes with Mada, you see Harlan at his best. You see he he seems really fun and you can see why they get along. It's beautifully scripted. It's it's really tight. hmm you get, you get to see the side of him that's
0: eh, maybe his children aren't seeing so much at the moment. Yeah. Mm. So she gives him his injections. There's two injections. Um, and then she pops the little vials back down, and she very quickly realizes that she's given him an overdose of morphine. Um, she's mixed the vials yeah, up. She's and she's mixed given them up him and the wrong dose for each, each medicine. medicine. Yeah, and she said that she kind of tells him, "You've we've got ten minutes. If I don't have the antidote, um, I've
1: Which got to should call come in." With the pack. Yeah,
0: and and she's like, "It comes with the pack. It should be here," and she can't find it, and it's it's missing. So he very quickly devises a plan his his plan, and
1: I really enjoyed this scene because, as Marta starts looking through her nurse's bag for the the like the narcan reversal, yeah. type drug that should be with the morphine, he starts asking her questions about what would happen. And she's like, "Well, we've got ten minutes before this is how you would die, and he's like, this is." This is great. I've got to get my notebook and write this. And he starts taking notes on, well, we're a good fifteen minutes away from, you know, the nearest ambulance, and starts mm-hmm. taking notes on they won't get here he in time.
0: And da 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 In a murder mystery, yeah, he loves it. He thinks it's a great way to kill someone. Yeah, he's at first not worried. He's really into,
1: oh, this is this is some interesting plotting. Yes, this is a great this is a great device. Yeah, and then as it becomes clear that. the the Narcan or whatever is not there and she's not going to be able to give him the antidote, she starts to panic and wants to get help. And Harlan decides, no, this is how we're going to deal with it. We have to – you cannot be implicated in this. We have to save you. Mm -hmm. Your mum's undocumented. If you get found out as having done any kind of misconduct here, even though at this point it seems just to be a total innocent mistake – her mum will probably get deported and she might never see her again. Marta mm-hmm. might have to leave the country. Yeah. Harlan is insistent that they're going to do things his way. Yeah. And he starts to give her the plan. He comes up with his
0: own murder mystery yeah. plan for how she's going to murder him and get away with it. And it's shot, per- it's perfect because it's so good. Instead of him just telling her the plan, we see the plan. We see her doing then the doing plan. The plan.
1: <laughs> and forgetting does she turn off before or after the elephant in the driveway and then we and we we hear the voiceover before no after pull off after before before after after. (laughs) it's very funny even though we know like we know that harlan's dead at this point yeah it's it's really played for laughs and it's one of those great moments in it's more like a comedy at this moment Mm -hmm. it's like with um ryan johnson is such a great director and this bit reminded me of some of the stuff edgar wright does with editing where the comedy comes from the edits yes. and we're not just being told information. It's a movie. Show us. Mm. So we get to see that, yeah, Harlan came up with this plan for uh, Marta to get away with murder and she
0: she follows the plan. Yeah. She does the plan. So she basically has to leave and make a big kind of dramatic, oh, it's midnight already. I'm going, bye. Be seen by people as she's leaving. Drive off, turn off before or after before or after before or after <laughs> the elephant statue to so she's not seen by um, surveillance cameras. then she's got to park, go back, climb up, enter the house through a window again. She then has to get dressed as Harlan, kind of go downstairs so someone sees her or sees Harlan, from a distance. Yep, pops on his dressing gown and his old hat that he wears when he's asleep. Yep, so that happens and then... To affect his time of death so that they have a, a time of death yeah.
1: at a point after she's left. Yeah,
0: so so there's no way that she could do it and then she has to leave again without being seen. Mm-hmm. Have I got it all? Is that all of it? No, I think that's right. I think that that covers the, yeah. the twisty plot. So the sticky situation is that when she was re-entering the house she's seen by harlan's mother and harlan's mother says to her ransom you're back again back again so soon or something along those back again so soon kind of thing along those lines Mm. is said to her um we
1: had seen ransom storm
0: out of the party yeah at this point yeah and
1: we haven't he wasn't at the interviews was he
0: no, he has to this character. No, we don't see him until the will reading, which is I think is the next day. So yes. he hasn't come to the funeral, he hasn't shown up to be interviewed. Um, so we don't we don't know him yet, basically at this point. It's a bit point. of a mystery. Yeah. So she's done that and she's she's gotten out. And the whole point of when she's speaking to Benoit Blanc and we know that she's got this vomiting. Reflex that happens Because she says and that to Harlan And says I can't, I can't lie. lie And he just tells her You've got to tell snippets of the truth So mm-hmm. she tells little snippets I left at this time I gave, uh, went upstairs I gave him medication yep. I left at this time um, I can't remember what else she kind of says so She skirts around And she does. she does Quite a good job yeah, everything she
1: says is true and it's all backed up by everyone else's story. Like, yeah. She, she does a good job for someone who is inherently honest mm-hmm. and who genuinely was the only person at the whole party who had no motive to kill
0: mm-hmm. Harlan. She then has to rush out. Like she, she holds it together but she does have to rush out and go and vomit <laughs> after mm-hmm. all of that. Thing. But she, she holds – she – she says truth just enough to hold it together just long enough, I think, that she's kind of in the clear for now, we think, anyway.
1: Yeah. Benoit seems, after this, he really kind of seems to take her under his wing and, and, yeah, and shows he wants a lot of to trust in her, her. nice
0: her. and close, though, too, yes. and wants to kind of get her opinion on the family. Like, she wants to, to know um, – was Richard having an affair? Because there's there's a bit of an altercation that was heard by staff setting up the party that Richard was having. Like there was a bit of a yelling thing, and someone said, "If you don't tell her, I'll tell her." And so there's that kind of thing that we've yeah. got with Richard. Um, and Benoit, you, that's the thing that Benoit uses to
1: to kind of ex- when he first exploits Marta's vomiting her reflex. <laughs> her, her reflex. It's um. Oh, there was a bit of vomiting in, in Spirited Away too. I'm going to have to tag for, for oh. content warning. Um, look, it's 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 too comic effect. If you're not someone who can handle watching vomiting, then this movie probably isn't for you. Um, but you don't really see a lot. It's, it's pretty funny. Well oh, you see a bit later on in the movie. You see a little bit, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so we know that and we know that Walt, um, who runs the publishing side of the books, um, Harlan at the party has told him he's sacked basically go off and do your own thing um Joni's been double dipping as they call it he's been giving her money for Meg her daughter's schooling but she's also been receiving a check for the schooling from another part of the the company kind of thing um mm-hmm. so she's been getting double the amount of money and he's he's worked that out and so he's just like I'm cutting you off um he cuts ransom off for reasons as well. Um, everyone, that night at the party, he's pretty much just cutting everybody off. Yeah. And Benoit knows that Marta knows all of this information because he's a, she's his confidant. So yeah. he he knows that she knows all the stuff and is going to be very helpful. She knew very what helpful. was going to happen. Yeah. Before most of the family knew. So at this point, it actually oh. does appear – that it is a suicide. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well and and technically it technically. is a suicide at this point. He he slits his own throat. He does. We we see that happen, guys. Warning, we see we that happen. Do see that happen. And we
1: see Marta helping Benoit and occasionally doing a couple of things that might cover her own tracks a little bit and you start to think oh, she's it's going to be fine. She didn't do anything wrong and she is going to get away with it. Yeah. And then we get this amazing zoom into her shoe and there's a little blood spot I on know. her shoe. Oh, wear different shoes, Marta. Wear different shoes. She's only got one comfy pair of shoes. Oh. So we get to the next day and we have what Benoit describe, how Benoit describes a will reading is a community theatre production of a tax return. Yeah. Such a such a good way to describe it. <laughs> so funny. Did you recognize the um the lawyer? It's oh. Frank Oz. Ah! Oh. Frank Oz, the voice of Kermit.
0: No, I didn't. The voice of Yoda. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know right? He was very good. Oh, he was really a really good, good dry character through the whole thing. Yeah. He was delightful. Oh yeah, we finally meet uh ransom chris evans and this is when we find out that his name isn't ransom his name's not his real name hugh 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 ransom whatever their last whatever their last (laughs) name is
1: don johnson's character's
0: last name i thought oh it's on the tip of my tongue their last name i can't remember he's got a gorgeous vintage
1: beamer this is Mm. chris evans greatest performance the part where he gets out of the car and he plays a man who doesn't like dogs Chris Evans in real life oh, famously loves dogs, loves dogs, dogs, and loves hate his dog him too. These dogs hate him. These beautiful and beautiful Alsatians, they don't like him. He doesn't like them. It's seriously the the most acting Chris Evans has ever had to do, mm-hmm. and I'm very impressed. He's really funny in this. He's, he's got he's some hilarious real zingers, in hasn't this he? scene. Yeah, there's a lot of swearing. At this point also it did start to remind me a bit of Columbo where we know, like what happens in every episode of Columbo is the first act is the murder playing out with all of our um, guest guest stars. So we see what's happened. We go into then the second act where Columbo shows up and starts to try and solve the murder. We know exactly what happened. So it's the kind of mystery where you, you're in the know as the audience and you get to see how the detective works it out as opposed to Mm -hmm. usually what happens in like the Poirot, the Agatha Christie style is usually at an, it's all laid out in the plot, but you don't know until your detective does the reveal at the end.
0: We'll just quickly mention too, that his name is Hugh, Hugh Drysdale. His last name's Drysdale. And he makes a point of saying, call me ransom, only the help call me Hugh. Like, so. What a prick. So, like, Fran mm. and Marta, he expects them to call him Hugh, but anyone else can call him Ransom by his middle name. So, yeah, he's a real prick. Yeah, totally a bastard.
1: Mm-hmm. Very funny, but a total dick. Yeah. So, we have the will reading, and all assets are given to Marta.
0: Everything.
1: Ev- the house, all of his money, all of his publishing rights. Yes. So all of the, all, all of, of the, the things ways that the house, family could
0: everything make
1: money, everything goes to Marta. no one else gets mm. anything. She has no idea and freaks out. She wasn't expecting it. Everyone is furious except for Ransom who is laughing. Mm. Like he knew it was going to happen. Mm. Like he, Well, he definitely shows up. He, It's mentioned here that he showed up to the will reading but not the funeral. Mm-hmm. And he shows up to the will reading like he knows he's not getting anything and he's yeah. here just for the well, show.
0: You'll regret this is what he yelled out at the the birthday party before he storms out. And they're, they're having mm-hmm. a bit of a confrontation in Harlan's office and that's what is heard him saying, you'll regret this. And he storms out. So he knows yep. that he knows he's being cut off at the very least. Yep.
1: And all of these people who've told Marta that they want to look after her, they want to take care of her. She's part of the family. Jamie, they turn on <laughs> I know. Her.
0: Are you boinking my father? Gets yelled at some <laughs> point. <laughs> oh, Are you sleeping so with good. my grandfather? Like it's just
1: all hell breaks loose basically. And like that's the only value that she could have offered Harlan other than
0: Friendship no,
1: they're just friends. Yeah. Friendship Companionship and respect. and
0: Companionship and a sharp mind. Yeah. So she gets so in her car her. To, to get out of there and her car won't Benoit start. Benoit kind
1: of has to like human shield so yeah. that she can even get out the door. Yeah. Which I loved. She can't get her crappy old car to start. No, And then Ransom pulls up in his vintage BMW and rescues
0: her. Yeah. Get in the car and takes her to like a quaint little... Um, pub in the middle of nowhere, yeah,
1: basically. some gorgeous little
0: inn. Yeah. The pretty rich boy in his distressed knitwear. Oh, the knitwear. Oh, I oh, love look. a knitwear. Look. But yeah, the knits in this movie are just... Mwah. Yeah. Love them all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Marta tells Ransom, he, he's like, you can trust me, tell me. Mm-hmm. And she spills her guts figuratively and not literally this yeah,
0: time. Yeah, well, he kind of warns her. He's just plied her full of sausages and baked beans. And it's pretty much like, you need to tell me everything. You've just had a whole plate of baked beans and sausages. And then he hands like, mm. puts a bowl in front of her and says, tell me everything. So it's basically like, you can, you can either just vomit up all this stuff that you've eaten or tell me the truth.
1: Yeah. Like he's even at this, even at this point when he's helping Marta.
0: He's we don't mistake prick. him for a good person. No, because then she does. She tells him everything about the night that happened and she, she she's the really honest up. and she tells him, yeah, the mix-up, how she, you know, went back and pretended to be him for the timeline and he's Harlan's really, really – His plot. He's really understanding and he's just like, yeah, I can see that he'd do that. You know, I worked for him for a summer. I interned for him for a summer. You know, I – yeah, I can see that he would – think of that and tell you to do that mm. and he and, and he seems totally Mother helpful. that
1: ransom is the most like him that they're very similar
0: yeah and he and he seems really accepting and he's just like I'm gonna you know it's fine I'm not gonna tell anyone I am um, gonna help you and she's like why why are you being so helpful and he's just like well I'm gonna help you but then you're gonna give me my cut of the fortune Mm. Which also, you know, it's a bit of a prick thing to do, but also I'd be yeah. like, yeah, sure. Great. I'd ask for that. In, <laughs> in
1: Marta's situation, I would say yes in a heartbeat. Yeah. Like, yes. that This feels like a good move. Yeah, exactly. So Marta doesn't, I did notice this in the second viewing, Marta hasn't said yes to the deal. We think she's oh. going to go with it, but she doesn't actually. She doesn't actually say. Well, she yes. doesn't
0: really get a chance to say anything because no. Meg quickly calls her and kind mm. of appeals to her of, um, "I'm going to have to drop out of school. Mum's broke," because uh, they've got quite a nice relationship. Meg and yeah. the young. So she's the Joni's younger her daughter, and she's in mm. arts college and. And um, she she really appeals to her and she goes like, oh, no one knows I'm calling. What are you going to do with the money? You know, I'm really worried I'm going to have to drop out of school. We're broke. And Marta's just like, don't worry. I will look after everyone. It's okay. I don't know if she says everyone or specifically Meg. Like, I'll look I can't after remember. you. But then when but Meg hangs see- up the phone, we see that the whole family is standing there and they pretty much made her call because i don't think meg would have done that off her own bat without jamie lee curtis like linda staring her down
1: (laughs) i think if jamie lee curtis i think when we post this i'll post um the pictures of the amazing meme jamie lee curtis having an argument with someone while they're at a cafe or something and then she drinks water angrily
0: oh jamie lee curtis was pointing at me
1: and being scary i would do whatever she told me yeah I'll send I'll send you that meme it's so, it's it's a classic it's so good. Fun fact. Christopher Plummer at the t- well at the time of filming was 7 years older than the actress who plays Nana. Oh, okay. That's how well preserved he was moisturized people. Yeah.
0: Yeah, sunscreen. Take care of your skin. Sunscreen, moisturizer. Have a good little uh facial every now and then. Another fun fact, the
1: guy who Runs the security where they get the the tape from the
0: yeah from that night.
1: Oh. Now do you do you remember what you've seen in him him yeah, in before? He's
0: I mean? the he's from Romeo and Juliet. He's the apothecary. Yeah, I wrote the old dude from Romeo and Juliet because dude. I couldn't yeah. remember the word apothecary, but I should know that because of David Rose's apothecary. Um, yes. But- <laughs>
1: So there you go. Sorry, just some fun casting yes. facts. Because I, cause I, because at this point in the movie, I, I'm like, I was just,
0: how old was Nana? <laughs> I was shocked that the guy from Romeo and Juliet looks exactly like how he looked in Romeo and Juliet. Like, I don't think he's aged. <laughs> no, he looked really haggard in that movie. And then 30 years later, he, he looks, the, looks same. the same amount of haggard.
1: Good for him. So then the medical examiners has
0: burned down. Oh, okay. So we get into a little bit that Marta wakes up the next day and she's accosted at home by those news crews there because word's gotten out that she's just inherited all this money. She tries to make a little escape. Walt turns up and kind of does this weird threaten kind of, we know your mum's undocumented. We'll be able, if you, you know, help us out and give us the money back. We'll look after you and get really good lawyers. And she just kind of goes, well, I've got all the money so I can afford my own good lawyers. Thanks very much and slams the door in his face.
1: Oh, so good. Um,
0: she then gets like an anonymous letter, which is part of a toxicology report from the autopsy. Now we can only see part of it. And we can see that there's like a meeting place written on it for her to go and get the toxicology report back. So they're basically, it's a blackmail letter. Um, So she can't see what the toxicology report says, but she assumes it's going to say that he's overdosed on morphine and then it's going to fall back on her. So she's in a little bit of a panic. She needs to get this report back. She calls her new best buddy, Ransom, who shows up to kind of be like, Okay, it's all right. I'm going to help you out, but the office is burnt down. They go to the medical examiner's, and it's not there. It's it's it's, it's burnt, burnt down to the ground. Benoit and LaKeith Stanfield and the other guy are all there. Benoit spots um, Captain America and Marta in the car, and it's a snazzy car. Uh well it's no he's in they're just oh, in Oh no her, they're in the old car. Yeah, they're in her car because well, there's a comment made because they, they start a car chase and he's like oh, I regret not right. bringing the beamer.
1: Oh, that's right. And they have this well, they, they have this random car, her car chase
0: which they get to and the cop gets out and just is like that was the dumbest car chase of all time. <laughs> it's true. It what really, are you doing? Really and so she braces herself thinking I'm about to be arrested. But they arrest Ransom. <gasps> ba, ba, ba. Mm, mm, mm. So they fight so I think um, what's happened there is that Nana had did see Ransom come back to the party. He, she saw him come back, and that's why when Marta came back, she was like, "Oh, back again so soon. Mm-hmm. Um, because he, he'd left and he did come back. He did the same thing that Marta did, yeah. climbed up the trellis
1: through the trap window, which is this great little murder mystery piece of design where there's this window with a false painting in front of it of a little boy climbing through a window. Yeah, it's pretty It's exactly cool. the kind of thing that you'd expect a murder mystery guy to have. Yeah. So, yeah, Ransom had snuck in and snuck out again. Yeah, why? Oh, I wonder why he snuck
0: in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Marta gets in the car with Benoit, and Benoit's kind of explaining this to Marta as they're driving, and she kind of gets him to drop her off where she's got to get this meeting done for this blackmail meeting. Yeah, she doesn't still, tell him she's why. still going to make that happen. She's no. still going to get there and get that toxicology report. So she goes to the meeting, and she finds Fran is there, the housekeeper. The housekeeper. And she's being drugged, and there's a random spider climbing on her, which is so gross. And I don't know if they really needed to add that into the movie. It, clo- it, it, it crawled Ugh. across her face, and so you think she's dead, and it's horrible. And I had I had wiped that part out of my memory because it was Ugh, so gross, so gross. Anyway, she's alive. And
1: Marta's nurse's kit is there. Something that had gone missing from the house in yes. between. Harlan's, or well, in between her use of it with Harlan and, and Harlan police. being found. That's right. Yeah.
0: So, Fran's dying and Marta is going, you know, what's what's going on, Fran? And all that Marta can hear Fran say is, you did this, but there's no toxicology report there. No. It's not just, there. Fran and the nurse's kit, so, which does have the Narcan. Yeah, so Fran Again. call not Fran, Marta, Marta. calls 911 because she's just like, I don't, at this point, I, I'm not having someone else die on me because mm. of this. So she calls 911 and that's when we have a great scene of Benoit's in the car and he's got some headphones in and he's... <laughs> He's singing along and then he spots that there's lights and sirens behind him. He's like, oh, shit, gets out of the car. Then we we zoom to the hospital and that's when Marta tells Benoit everything. Like she's she's just like, enough's enough. This is what's happened. Um, He kind of convinces her that they've got to go back and deal with the family now. And we get the full drawing room scene. Yeah. It's, it's very Cludo. It's just it's, oh, yeah. it's exactly how I imagine it happens in Cludo. I've
1: never when we seen play movie. Clu- No, they I haven't either. But that. when
0: we play Cluedo, um, that's what I imagine is happening in my oh, mind. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Again, very, um, very Agatha Christie, very Cludo, This whole everyone
1: comes together in the drawing room and we have the – the reveal
0: yeah so Marta gets up and she's going to 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 tell the family this is what's happened um but, but just before first. that happens she kind of realizes that where Fran would have stashed the toxicology report because Fran Fran's got a cousin that works at the medical examiner's office and we find that out quite early on it's just kind of briefly mentioned and so she does understand how Fran would get the toxicology report. Mm-hmm. Um, f- and she remembers from knowing Fran where she might hide it. Yeah, in where the house. Her, her stash is, where Fran's stash is. Um, so she goes to get that. And so Benoit's holding onto the toxicology report. I don't think, Marta didn't even read it. She's so no. sure she knows. she just kind of hands it, it to, to Benoit and goes into... To, she know, goes in to confess yeah. to the family
1: and to tell them that they're going to get the money. Uh huh. And then Benoit just bursts in and starts reading them. You have all treated her like shit,
0: blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Read them to filth, Benoit. It's really Benoit. good. Um, it's
1: really good.
0: And basically – Nana's laughing. Yeah, she loves it. <laughs> that, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, go Nana. She She's all for it. So he kind of ushers her out and says – you've got to get everybody out of the house except this w- one person.
1: Whispers in her ear so yeah. we can't in the
0: audience hear it. Um, and then they go back in and he reveals to Marta that Harlan didn't actually have an overdose at all and that she is a really good nurse and she had picked up the correct bottles. Miles vials had, yeah. The vials and had had
1: their label swapped, but
0: she got someone it right had anyway. switched the vials, but she got it right anyway because she's such a good nurse. Um, Who has switched the vials? <gasps> the one person that Nana saw come back early to the party, we find out that Ransom had come back, switched the, the vials because he was going to set Marta up. Yep. To because he
1: knew. Mm-hmm. He knew not only that he was removed from the will, but that everyone was removed from the will mm-hmm. and that Marta was getting everything. And he knew enough from having been around the traps and having worked from Harlan that if Marta is legally responsible for Harlan's death through murder or misdeed, that she will not be legally eligible to inherit mm-hmm. that wealth. And it'll all so go back to the family. Swaps the labels to make her do it accidentally, steals the Narcan or whatever so that she can't save him, even if she happens to realise what's happened, it's all on ransom. Mm-hmm.
0: He lo- loses his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point too, Marta takes a phone call from the hospital and turns around. It's about Fran. It's about Fran. Like. I think at this point, Ransom's just kind of confessed going, well, Fran's not even dead because she said, a oh, Fran's okay. She's like, Fran's okay. She's alive. And he's like, well, you don't even have that on me. Well, I didn't even, you know, she didn't even die. What are you going to get me with attempted murder? I've got the best lawyers ever. Blah, blah, blah. Mouth off, mouth off, mouth off. Mm-hmm. To at which point Marta then projectile vomits all over his face. And then there's a bit of confusion going like, Oh, she's vomit. That means she's. That means she's lied. <laughs> so, unfortunately, R.I.P. and peace, Fran. Mm-hmm. Fran's died. Ransom's admitted that he has caused her death. Um, and so what does Ransom do? He grabs a knife from the the beautiful Game of Thrones knife. Um, chair which we haven't mentioned yet but we'll have to post no. a photo of it's like a yes. it's yeah it's just knives a, a big kind Is of background of knives on a throne <laughs> of
1: knives
0: it's amazing it's as an art piece it's incredible so he grabs a knife he and attacks knife off it Marta, and then the best bit of comedy happens he pulls it out and then kind of slowly stabs her again Realising that it's a prop knife and, oh shit, (laughs) he hasn't actually stabbed her at all.
1: Yep. He was really bad at murder. Mm,
0: Really bad. Not as smart as he thought he was. No, no, no. no. His grandfather was smarter. Yep.
1: So he gets cuffed and taken away because Lakeith Stanfield, as a good cop, uh, always has his phone recording app out mm-hmm. to record all of the conversations. And so mm-hmm. he does have a recording of that confession. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we get to the end of the movie. Lakeith Stanfield has, his detective has recorded the confession. Ransom's being taken out in handcuffs because Fran wasn't saying, you did this. She was saying, Hugh did this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that I didn't remember Yeah. Um, <laughs> from the first viewing. I'm like, what is happening? I, I know that this gets resolved. And we have the rest of the family standing around outside. They all look up to the balcony where Marta comes out and she's draped in a blanket because she's probably in shock and takes a big sip from the My House, My Rules, My Coffee novelty mug. Mm-hmm, because and it is it her is. house.
0: We should mention too that, we find out that Ransom is the person that hired Benoit. <gasps> yes. Because he, that was all part of his setup to to get Marta was to well, hire like... a PI to kind of work out that she'd done this.
1: Yeah, because Harlan slit his throat. It was going to be ruled suicide. Yeah,
0: I don't think he quite realised that the PI was going to be so good that it was he was going to no. like track it the whole way back to him. But there you go. It's one of my
1: favorite things as like a tiny little subgenre of murder mystery is the person who thinks they're smarter than the detective. Mm -hmm. They're not smarter. They're not smarter. Very rarely are you. Everything in this movie is telling us, even though we've never met Benoit Blanc before, this is this movie's, you know, out of nowhere. It's not based on a book or anything. But everything in the movie tells us with these little nods to other murder mysteries that he's one of the greats. Mm -hmm. And the movie, look, it was a huge hit. They are currently filming the sequel, yeah, which is I as yet know.
0: untitled.
1: Knives I Out because
0: <laughs> we'll call it that for now. Well,
1: I know, but the whole point of this movie is the the big knives. Anyway, well, that's knows? right, and it was a murder it might mystery. Be knives Out So, too. is it going to
0: be like a Benoit Blanc series? I would say. I would say it's not going to be the yes. same family. The, throm- the thromb- Thrombies, thrombies I think the names are. Yeah, so yes. it's not going to be them. I would no. assume it's not. It's a Benoit Blanc mystery. Awesome, and
1: there it, it's filming in Greece right now. Oh, okay. There have been some paparazzi shots, so I'll link to some of those. Uh, Daniel Craig is in this great, lots of um, like beautiful linen suits, neckerchiefs. It's a great look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually have looked up some of the cast of the new movie. Oh, okay. Um, Dave Bals- Bautista, who was in uh, Guardians of the Gal- Galaxy, and before that, he was a wrestler.
0: Oh,
1: Ethan Hawke, Edward ooh, Norton, ooh. Janelle Monae, Jada Pinkett Smith, Kate Hudson, Leslie Odom Jr., the original mm. uh, Aaron Burr, Catherine Hahn, who was most recently Love in her. I, WandaVision, yes. who's amazing. What a
0: cast. I don't think that's even the
1: whole completed cast. Yeah, yet.
0: that's amazing.
1: What a cast. So once again, it's going to be star studded. It's being filmed in a beautiful location. Daniel Craig is still a Delph. It's all on.
0: Yeah. And I love that there's a few more people of colour in this next yes. cast because that was this something was, that was really – it was very white. Yes. And I guess that's and what happens when it's a family and you're only kind of dealing with that family. And and, and it is quite a small – even though it can be quite confusing because there's a lot of main players, it is quite mm. a small confined cast list really for this. Yes.
1: I appreciate that they did hire Lakeith Stanfield to – to try and make it more diverse. And he did talk about this in an interview where it then does put him as an actor in the weird position of of being the only black person on set mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird for him.
0: Yeah. Gossip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. you t- said to me, because you sent me a text message saying, oh, I'm loving that we're going to do Knives Out because we can talk about Bennifer. And I was like, what? Wh- what? Okay. You missed – the March twenty twenty to January
1: twenty twenty one tabloid fought a relationship of Anna de Armas, who played Mutter, and Ben Affleck. I had no idea. Well, it, there was a pandemic, so we only really know about their relationship from basically two events: that they walked their dogs together a lot and got packed. Okay. And then after they broke up, someone, possibly his brother Casey, was cleaning out his house and removed a life size Anna de Armas like cutout and put oh. that in the bins. <laughs> <laughs> I will also link to that because it's just it's a weird tabloid thing.
0: Okay. So they were so together yeah. for a
1: little bit last year basically. For like
0: for almost a year last year. Okay. Um,
1: whilst her style was really blowing up on the back of of this role in uh-huh. Knives Out.
0: Yeah. Ah, interesting.
1: And then that's led to Benefit two point Yeah, which is so
0: bizarre. I don't know any other gossip on these. We're pretty shit with the gossip really. Oh, although <laughs> we could, we could, no, that was all great gossip. <laughs> we could really go into my favorite thing that happened last year. Um, was Chris Evans sending out his own dick pic to the whole world. That was oh pretty good. I worked that extremely hard funny. for a couple of hours to see it because it was oh, quite I hard. hard. It. Oh, it was quite hard to see it, but I made – yeah, I found it. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah.
1: I don't feel super <laughs> Good bad on you him Chris. he took the photo and then he tweeted it out. Accidentally. Like he was being – Accidentally. Cute. He was being
0: cute, like doing a screen record kind of situation of him with his dog. And then, you know, there's that awkward moment where you haven't stopped screen rec- recording but you've closed something down and then you got to see him um, – he had a few good um, memes in there too about um, protecting yourself, yeah. Protect your, your pussies or something.
1: <laughs> it was very funny. It yeah, was it very was funny. <laughs> and he handled it well by then um, once he had everyone's attention. Yeah, and his brother, like to... his
0: brother, kind of jumped oh, on and was ribbing yeah. him about it straight away. Like, this is where you know that he's a good natured. Person, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't try to PR himself out of it. He just kind of went, "Oh shit, what happened?" What you know? He he went offline for a couple of days and then kind of came back, going, oh, "Oops, what did I miss?" Well, that kind happened. of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, Kate, what will we be watching next?
1: So, I had a bit of a think. I've gone back and forward, but I've decided. This is another movie that I don't think you will have seen <laughs> because it's from
0: 2011.
1: Okay. AKA your peak baby having times. Well, it was
0: my first baby, so it was oh, in yeah, 2011. It was two. So, yeah, that's my, yeah, I would have been all consumed being a new mum. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know how sometimes you'll see a movie with a, a young actor that you've never seen before and you immediately think, this person has star quality? Mm-hmm. This is the first thing that I saw John Boyega in, and oh. that was the vibe I got from him. Yep. This is Attack the Block from 2011, written and directed by Joe Cornish, starring John Boyega, Jodie Whittaker. It's got Nick Frost in it. Oh. And it was recently announced that um, there will be a sequel. Cool. So I thought this is the time to crack it out
0: what kind of genre oh it's sci-fi okay I've just it's sci-fi it it's sci-fi you love throwing these sci-fi um things at me don't you oh John Boyega okay from okay it's English from Star Wars, Star Wars. yeah it's English. God. I knew I knew the name mm-hmm ah oh, when you said Nick Frost I got a little bit like oh what's he doing I love Jodie Whittaker how do you say her last name Whitt- I think Whittaker Whittaker, Whittaker. I love Jodie Whittaker. She's from Broadchurch. She's, she's so good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's fantastic.
1: This movie, I hope you, I really hope you like it. It's really good.
0: We can't make any promises. You're making the with, face. With sci-fi. That's okay. I'll just drag it next week. No, no, I'm sure I'll enjoy it. <laughs> I think you will. Look, it's a very different movie from Pacific Rim.
1: Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad to hear that. It's very different. And I could be making you watch John Boyega's Pacific Room Two, so you know. Mm.
0: Got off easy there. Okay. Is he in Pacific Room Two, is he? He is. (laughs) He is in Pacific Room Two. I'm not even making that up.
1: (laughs) I think I recall promising at the end of that recording session, I don't know if it made it into the edit, but I recall promising you that I wouldn't and Mm. I
0: I keep my promises. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) No, look, it's always I can always find something out of it. Don't worry. <laughs>
1: oh no, this is a good movie. I haven't seen it since shortly after it came out. Well, so I never heard it's, it. it's going another to be a one long that time. I'd never
0: heard of. So,
1: yeah, I go. thought I thought there was a pretty good chance that you wouldn't know of it from from when it was and the genre. Mm. So yeah, I haven't watched it in about ten years. So I'm really excited to see it in Australia. It's on
0: binge. Oh, okay, awesome. Good old and binge. probably other places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome, okay everyone. Thanks. All Kat. right. Thank you, Amy.
1: You can find us on the internet mm-hmm. by Google the interwebs. Yep. Google. You watched what, and we might come up. Um, we're on Instagram as you watched what. You can email us at you watched what podcast at gmail. Mm-hmm. You Watch what dot net. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Insta is good. Our TikTok is good.
0: Yep. Follow us. Spoiler: everywhere. They're the same content, but. Come and find us. Email in with any kind of questions or fun facts or any mistakes we've made. We're happy to hear from you. Yes.
1: Please let us know if you have requests.
0: Yeah. We'll consider them. Yep. Definitely. I'd love to hear what people want us to watch and talk about, actually. Actually, That's a really good idea. Okay, everyone. All right. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra.